everyone and welcome to episode six of Hort Talk and HTA podcast. Today we are going to be talking about gifting and I have three very special guests and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, uh, John Dixon. I'm the Sales and Marketing Director at the HTA, responsible for the National Garden gift voucher and card. Um, I've joined uh, the HTA and the gardening world in the last six months, uh, following over 20 years with Sainsbury's and Argos um, in a range of roles around sales, e-commerce, business development, development, and also managing um, both of those Sainsbury's and Argos gift card programmes. Hi John, I'm Boyd Douglas Davis. I'm a director of British Garden Centres. We have a group of 58 garden centres across the UK and two nursery units producing plants for our garden centres. Hi, I'm Josie. I'm part of the marketing team at the HTA and I oversee the running of the National Garden Gift Voucher Scheme. Thanks Josie. So I'm going to start us off today by asking a broad question. When we talk about gifting, what do we actually mean? Who wants to kick off? I think if I can take that one, Alex. Um, yep. If if I if I outline it from I guess a product and a, a UK market perspective, and then Boyd um, can add uh, what it means for a retailer. Um, I guess from my perspective, gifting in the UK uh, covers everything from consumers buying gift cards um, as gifts, um, either in stores or online. It covers um, people buying digital codes and vouchers as gifts or for self-use um, for, for their own use or for family and friends. But it also covers the business-to-business market. So this is where businesses may run um, reward and loyalty programs either for their customers or for their employees, just as a means of recognising uh, going the extra mile or buying goods from them and, and, and giving a reward. So all of that put together, um, we refer to as gifting and it's a very buoyant market. Um, it's anywhere between 6.5 and 7 billion pounds turnover per year. Um, and uh, it covers all of those markets, retailers, um, operators of cards. Um, so all elements of, of that market. Fantastic. From a from a retailer perspective, have you you know what 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 do gift cards or gifting mean to you? Uh, there's it's a seasonal product that has some huge spikes and draws not only one visitor into the garden centre to spend it, but of course often the transaction to buy it. So it's a two two part process that so brings people into the centres. It gives a lot of flexibility to a customer because. When you're not sure what to give, it's the perfect solution, isn't it, to give the gift card, gift voucher. And what we see is that the gifting product, um, when it comes back in the centre, actually the redemption at the till is for far more than just the, the value of the voucher. So actually it's a sales growth opportunity as well. Uh, and we, everybody thinks of gifting and gift cards as Mother's Day and Christmas but there's an awful lot of weddings and birthdays through the year. So it's a surprising amount that we do sell throughout the year. And then we do have those two huge spikes as well. You know, you can view it very much if you pick up on that. It's a, it's two transactions. Somebody buys, then somebody redeems. Gift cards are a great way of tying up currency into the garden centre market. Um, 
you know, if, if somebody just gives uh, cash as a gift, cash can be spent anywhere. If somebody buys a garden centre gift card, it has to be redeemed back somewhere in, in, in the garden centre network. So it's actually a really good way of, of tying customers and their money into the garden centre world. And there's a lot of research out there, and there was some came out just, just a month ago from the UK Gift Card Association. Even after COVID, um, with all of the different options that, that are available to the public, 70% of consumers surveyed said they are likely to buy somebody a gift card this Christmas. 83% of those surveyed said they, they'd be very happy receiving a gift card as a gift as well. So it's certainly, it, it remains a very popular option. It's viewed much more personal and tactile than just giving cash. And, and certainly it's, it's difficult to know what people like these days. There's so much variation um, and so many interests that it's hard to, to buy something, an actual, uh, an actual product that you know they're going to like from a brand they like, whereas a gift card is a bit like giving them an amount of money but it's just for a particular market and that's where the national garden gift voucher um fits really well for the for the garden industry so you just mentioned uh, national garden gift voucher there john can either you or josie expand a little bit on what that actually is sure the national garden gift voucher scheme was started in 1962 and is run by the hta it's a multi-retailer gifting scheme involving garden centres and retail nurseries from across the UK. Retailers participating in the scheme can sell and redeem National Garden gift voucher products. Currently, customers can purchase paper vouchers, gift cards and e-vouchers. The scheme generates income and footfall for participating garden retailers, as well as helping to fund HTA activities such as lobbying government and supporting the UK horticulture industry. Fantastic, thank you. And so, and um, the National Garden Gift Voucher Scheme is run by the HTA. How many, um, how many garden centres are there that you can redeem National Garden Gift Vouchers in? Currently, there are around thirteen hundred stores across the UK that are participating in the scheme. Thank you. I think one one of the key um, one of the key benefits of the the National Garden Gift Voucher is that it is made, it is a product that can be purchased and redeemed in lots of different companies Boyd's um, business being one of them so it's all of the um, you know large garden centers small garden centers different retailers across the country so one it's a, it, it's got national coverage two it it's a viable option um, to give as a gift for anybody in the UK um, and it's also in a time where there's a lot of economic uncertainty. So what the National Garden Gift Voucher is, is I guess what we call a multi-choice, multi-retailer brand. It can be spent in lots of locations, different brands. So you should always be able to redeem it. So as a purchaser, and when you're giving it as a gift, you, you have the security and surety that the product should always be redeemable. It's an attractive gift, isn't it? Especially when you've got such a variety now within a lot of garden centres, you know that you're going to find something you want to to spend it on. It's a great yeah. way to, because you don't know what people want. And that's why I think people love them, isn't it? That you don't know whether auntie wants a cactus or um, a large specimen plant for the garden or whether a, a little 
new set of furniture or something you don't know what they want to put them towards but you do know that they love the outdoor space or the garden or the window box and likewise you know, young people people moving to new homes what do they want well they want loads of things for the garden they want house plants and that's the beauty isn't it that you know somebody well enough to know that they love their garden or their gardening or their plants but knowing what plant they really want is a real challenge isn't it there's only so many ruby wedding roses you can get given isn't there <laughs> in, uh, in in one uh, one ruby anniversary year so I think that's where it really wins, doesn't it? And like you say, John, the diversity of places you can redeem it is quite incredible, isn't it, compared to any other scheme, really? And the security it, it, that there'll always be a garden centre out there I can use this voucher at. Yeah, and, and I think on top of that, we've got a we've got a very rapidly changing high street, and I'll, I'll put garden centres as retailers in there as kind of high street stores. In a lot of towns, garden centres are seen as a focal point and, and a bit of a leisure location. So it's not just um, that they're there to, 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 to sort of sell product to you. It's quite often a bit of a social visit. You can go and have a coffee, a cake, um, spend a bit of time. Some garden centres have soft play areas for children. So I think on the back of the success of plants and gardening during COVID-19, we've got a real opportunity to kind of reposition the National Garden gift voucher to, to certain audiences as a, a bit more of a leisure um, voucher as well. Definitely you can. There's always something, isn't there? And I think when you give somebody a gift card or gift voucher, you're actually sort of saying to them, go and have a treat, aren't you? Yeah. If you give somebody cash, it might just get used in their everyday life, mightn't it? Mm-hmm. It might just go on the shopping at uh, the weekend. Whereas actually a gift card, is actually has more thought to it because it actually says here's something that I think you'll enjoy I wasn't quite sure what to give you but I think you deserve a treat whatever the occasion and it is that and yes you can go and buy a packet of food in the garden centre can't you but actually somebody will go and treat themselves to something that maybe they've always wanted or they'll put it towards something they've always wanted um, and there's such a diverse range of prices isn't there in the garden centre as well that you can get given a gift card for a fiver or 50 quid or whatever it, value it is and there's a treat waiting at the other end of of that purchase for you. So let's um let's touch on what we actually mean by because we're calling them National Garden gift vouchers. But what actually is there when we talk about that? Yeah, um, well, traditionally it was a paper gift voucher. You know, it's a voucher with a denomination printed on the front, um, and you can still buy those and still redeem them. But their popularity is falling and. Um, you know, even over the, probably the last um, three years, they, they've fallen from 100% of all of our, our, our sales. They're now falling towards 40% and probably 30% this year. So we've introduced gift card. Um, that's been incredibly um, popular. Um, I think the, the, the population are just much more aware of cards and, and magnetic stripe cards. Um, it's a lot more secure. Um, it can be trackable. So if you do lose your card, if you've got the details, we can probably help you get your money back if if it hasn't been redeemed. Um, easy to store in your wallet and your purse. So card, cards have really become much more popular. Um, and we've also, in September of 2021, we launched an e-voucher, which is essentially a gift card, that uh, gift card number uh, with a value that can be purchased um, and emailed direct to a recipient so they can print it out. 
or they can show it on a, on a mobile phone and redeem it there and there. Um, so that just, it just, it, it, it modernizes the product, um, aligns us with what's happening in the market around contactless payments, um, digital payments. So it, it, it allows the audience to decide um, what it is they want to choose, how they want to buy it and how they want to gift and distribute it. Um, and, and certainly from our website, um, probably half of, of all transactions that we sell uh, gift cards, um, half of them are cards and, and roughly half of them are now e-vouchers already. Um, and paper vouchers have become much less popular. And Boyd, can you tell us what sort of impact a gifting scheme has on the retailer? I think I mean, my life has been all in garden centres forever really and I think back to the various lives I've had in garden centres and when we were a, a small two centre retailer when I worked back in uh, Banbury and things with my father there was no way we could put our own gifting scheme together and we were uh, you know at the, we were the local dominant brand for gardening but creating our own scheme was never going to happen so actually having the in those days the paper vouchers was a fantastic thing because so many people came in and if we hadn't have had them they'd have just gone elsewhere and that money would have gone elsewhere and i know they bought four local people to redeem with us locally so that was work, work well in in you know this latest incarnation we we do have our own gifting scheme so that, in a way it demonstrates how important it is so we have our own card sat alongside the uh, national garden gift voucher scheme but the the national one outsells ours and that's because we can see people want to send all over the country and 58 centres sounds a lot but it's not it's not nationwide dominant is it we don't have garden centres in every town in every part of the country so we see that the national one sits really well alongside our own one and again our own one gets I'm sure bought for local people by local people whichever centre they're in but as soon as somebody's sending it away they tend to revert back to the national one instantly because it's that that certainty that uh, John explained so well earlier about that there's so many places to go and spend it that you can't really imagine there's anywhere in the country you couldn't get to easily to spend that voucher. So to send it um, in the post or to email it, if it's the electronic one, it's just a just an easy win, isn't it, really, for both the customer and the recipient and us as a retailer because it, it just ensures that somebody's walked around our centre and for whatever reason they can't find the right product to buy or they don't know what to buy or they can't send it because it's a long distance it's it's an ideal gift of choice isn't it and i think that's that's works really well for us and they're so easy to to sell and redeem aren't they now as well it's it's real hassle-free since the gift card came in that means we're never out of stock you know we used to have you get that the old days of just only having the paper ones and somebody would walk in and buy a thousand pounds worth of paper vouchers for a retirement gift and catch you on the the hop because you <laughs> have no vouchers for then you know, as quick as the scheme is to replenish if that happens on a friday or late afternoon because somebody's buying that retirement gift for a, a work due that night you could find yourself out of stock but the gift card's brilliant because the gift cards just sit there and they just get loaded up as they're sold don't they so i think that was a real step forward once we started having cards and we don't actually sell the voucher paper vouchers at all anymore in our business and we have no resistance to that whatsoever the, the gift card is just such a simple process for the till operators and for the customers. 
And I, and I guess there's two benefits to that, Boyd. One is from a cash flow perspective. If, you know, paper vouchers are live as pretty much as soon as they're printed. So if you want to buy a load of paper vouchers, um, put them in stock, you've paid for them and you only get funds back once the customer comes in and says, I want to buy one yeah. um, from your stock. Whereas cards, cards are supplied uh, by the, the HTA. They are essentially uh, without value. They can sit on pegs, and then once they're purchased, that electronic transfer, you you receive the money in, you you receive your funds from from the HTA, um, and it's all very very uh, quick electronic. And I guess it's it's security as well. You know, you're not concerned about management of stock, and not worried about somebody walking out the door with a pile of paper vouchers that they haven't paid for. Yeah, it's much more as an operator. It's so much more convenient and customer friendly to do the cards and the vouchers because some of our centers have got 10 or 12 till points so if we go back to paper voucher days how much stock do you have to hold to actually make sure that every till point has sufficient vouchers well of course it's, it's, it's ridiculous you, you end up as you say holding an awful lot of cash in drawers underneath the till or you end up saying no i'm sorry madam you can't buy paper vouchers at tills one to nine you've got to go to till 10 and they've just queued on a sunday afternoon the cards, they're all merchandised in the gift area, in different parts of the business, and the customer just walks up to any till and, and actually can enable them and, and add that value to them. So I'm sure that we sell more of the product because of that facility, and we certainly don't get frustrated customers who've queued at the wrong location. You know, they didn't see the sign, they didn't realise they couldn't go to that, that till location. So just a win-win, isn't it, on having the card format mm-hmm. over the paper. And how do you feel that translates to e-gifting? Um, e-gifting is really popular. Um, it probably accounts for 40% of the total market. It accounts for 75% of the business-to-business market. So I guess in business-to-business, e-vouchers are, are really easy. A company can email a, a, an e-voucher to one of their colleagues or one of their customers because they've got those email details and they can put a wrap a personal message around that on the email. I think for consumers, when you're gifting it, the market is still predominantly cards and, and vouchers, but mainly cards because it, it, it's got that tactile, here is the thing I went and picked up and bought, and here's the thing I'm going to hand over to you. I think there's, but there is a, there's a certain demographic who are totally happy to receive an e-voucher as a, as a gift in, in the consumer gifting world. Um, certainly young people, you know, they don't want bits of paper, they don't want cards. Um, so, so it's valuable for them. But certainly for those last minute gifts, um, certainly for those gifts that you want to send to people remotely, um, e-vouchers e- are a really simple, easy, fast um, f- for that market. I think COVID-19 is absolutely increase the pace around contactless payments um paying by mobile phone not wanting to touch um or, or exchange um currency um so the, the, there is just an increasing acceptance i think the ease and speed are key factors too it's convenient for the person purchasing to order quickly on their phone whether they've remembered last minute or they're really organized and have set it up to send in advance you can do that with an e-voucher and know they'll receive it on whichever date you choose 
and the recipient doesn't have to keep track of it. I have some friends and family members that lose things all the time and eVoucher will just be in their emails and even if they accidentally delete it, it can just be resent to them. It is that convenience that you've got it with you, haven't you? If you've got it on your phone, the amount of times that people, and we're all, we've all, well, I've done it many a time, you've gone somewhere and you go, oh, I left the vouchers at home. Guilty. So, you, you know, you just think, oh, but actually, because it's, it's landed as an email on your phone, you know, it's very rare that I walk out of the house without my phone. Um, and if I do, I turn around and come back within about 30 seconds when I re realise I've done it. So I think that's, that's the other big convenience thing. And I'm clearly a lot older than John. So remembering things is becoming more of a strain, you see. So having that uh, voucher with me is good news. And I think that's what people will like, isn't it? And definitely the, the con it's a contactless payment, isn't it? Which is yeah. so many retailers now want contactless payment, don't they? That's not going to go away, is it? The, no. the convenience of it. And as we approach, you know, not that it's a big thing in garden centres yet, but I think it will come, won't it? That actually contactless tills, um, love them or hate them, but they are well established now, aren't they? In terms of no no operator, you know, the mm -hmm. bank of tills in every supermarket that are becoming more and more popular. And I don't think people can argue that, oh, that's a young person's thing only. Uh, I see all ages using them. And therefore, having e-vouchers is a critical part of that transaction, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really good point, actually, about the people who plan the plan ahead, isn't it? You always think of an e-voucher being last-minute Larry or um, uh, just somebody who's suddenly panicking. But actually, of course, a lot of people do get organised, don't they, and sort things out long in advance. And the beauty of it is you can set those gifts up to be delivered. And they're also delivered on the actual day aren't they irrespective of whether it's a sunday or yeah. a bank holiday the, you know you haven't got to worry about oh when do i send it now will it get there before their birthday or will it get there on the day no because it's a bank holiday so i better send it early they get it on the day don't they which that's actually really yeah. personal as well to get and some. it's good around you know busy post times yeah. when normally you know yeah. easter christmas you'd normally have to think well in advance to get it in the post yeah um yeah, and with the issues Royal Mail were having last year due to COVID, people were posting gifts more because they couldn't see each other in person. We had a lot of customers requesting e-vouchers. I think they also provide peace of mind. If you've chosen and sent someone a gift, you want to know that it's going to arrive in time and on the specified day so they know you were thinking of them. Where do we see the scheme going from here? And where, from a retailer perspective, would you like it to go? Where it goes is over to John, but I think from where I'd like it to go, I think it becoming so well known because gardening has had such a surge, you know, the three million new gardeners last year, who I'm convinced are just actually the tip of the iceberg. I think there's more out there than even that, because I think that number will have grown this year. I think the, the, the consumer awareness that this is the ultimately ideal gift and I guess them knowing instinctively, you know, we talked about HMV and mentioned record vouchers and Amazon and many other voucher forms that are out there, but actually um, a garden gift voucher, which is probably what the consumer calls it or a garden voucher or something. There's probably an awful lot of those new gardeners who are yet to realize that it even exists, isn't there? So I think actually it's um, over the years, we've had opportunities when it's been brand building on the, the voucher scheme and i'd love to see it being the voucher of choice be it whatever form they buy it in the card or the e-voucher 
And so people are just like, well, that's what I want. You know, if every wedding list in Britain had that on the wedding list, gift list, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? And if everybody at Christmas looked forward to getting £100 worth of vouchers from assorted gifts, wouldn't that be fantastic? So I think it's about the public becoming even more aware of it. I think maybe that's the big challenge going forward. I'm sure the, the team at HCA are well on the way with that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I concur with everything Boyd said there. You know, it's my job and the team's job to make sure it's available wherever the purchaser wants to buy it, that it's in the, the, the format that they want. So is it a card? Is it an e-voucher? We've got to make it available for them to buy. We've got to make sure it's accurate, easy to use. Um, we've got to build on that legacy brand. I think we've, you know, we can also look at it. For me, it's about that proposition. And I think going forward, this sustainability, carbon footprint being green becomes much more a, a key part of people's lives. You know, that's where we can really promote this to say this is a great gift. This is a great thing to use in your business as well because everything we do is outdoors, it's plants, it's garden, it's green. Um, and th this really, we are the only people in the market that can offer a national multi-retail multi and multi-brand gift voucher that covers that green, sustainable um, market. Fantastic. So I'm going to end with a question. Feels a little bit off topic, but I like to end the podcast with um, something upbeat. If you were going to receive a gift voucher that wasn't a National Garden gift voucher or a garden centre voucher, what voucher would you like? What would be your dream other voucher? Um, <laughs> well... I, I did receive one for a, a pamper day recently. Perfect. Um, a day out and uh, sort of massage spa day. I'm not sure it was for me. It was from my, <laughs> life. It was from my life. In order for you to redeem this, John, I'll have to come along. Um, but yeah, you know, that's a good gift. Um, you know, it's been a busy year or two. And uh, so, so that, that's a good one, yeah. Absolutely. Boyd? If I was being, if I was asked today, I'd be asking for a voucher for Kendrick's restaurant in Dartmouth. So um, that's uh, I've got my holiday cottage down there, and that's a real treat to go into Kendrick's and have a lovely meal. So that's what I would ask for if I was Fantastic. being offered it. But uh, you've just missed my birthday, so I'm gonna have to. Wait oh, for that. yeah, we'll wait a whole year then, Boyd. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I'll add it to the list. But both of those are for they're not just for amazon they're not just for tesco they're not things that you do every day they are nice traits yeah and and i think that's something we need to draw out much more related to the national garden gift voucher to say treat yourself for your house your garden um that's the reason to gift them what would yours be jc well, i'd probably go with yeah maybe the other cheese company or the swine company um just you know <laughs> something something nice <laughs> yeah she said cheese we knew it was going to be cheese you didn't tell us what voucher you want alex though 
Honestly, I'm going to have to be really unoriginal and copy John and say a wonderful spa day where I could be really pampered and have a lovely massage. That would be ideal. And you haven't missed my birthday yet. (laughs) And to finish us off, is there anything you'd like to add, John? The HTA needs to get closer to its members and we need to, and any concerns and, and um, challenges that are, are seen to be there around gift cards um, and, and, the, and the National Garden Gift Voucher Programme, we want to, we want to um, solve as many of those as we can um, and we want to increase the participation in the programme so hopefully we can speak to you all um, going forward in a in a clearer way and and really deliver something that you you all want to be a part of. Thank you, John, and thank you, Boyd, and thank you, Josie. I have been your host, Alex Jenkins, and thank you for listening to Hort Talk, an HGA podcast, episode six on gifting. Our last episode for 2021 on social media will be out very soon. But till then, stay safe, everyone, and take care.